Today, I'm joined by Daniel Halverson. Uh, Daniel's someone I've known over the last 12 years. And when I think of Daniel, I think of another word, domination. Daniel has led the market in everything he's ever done. Um, from day one, he's been a top producer. Core Logic has ranked him number one in the city multiple years in a row, starting in 2018. When it comes to loan origination in Northeast Florida, no one does it better. No one knows the products better, and no one knows the guidelines better. More importantly, there's just not a better person to talk about these topics today. So I sit down with Daniel twice a month for a lending update as well as product updates and how to adapt to an ever-evolving market. Today, Daniel's going to talk about that product and also the market. I hope you guys enjoy this. Welcome back to the What's Your One More podcast as we sit here on Veterans Day honoring those that currently serve and those who have served our country today. Um, we're kind of going to do our, our lending update as we jump into the November forecast. And for those that haven't got a chance to check out our episode eight, uh, we did want to say this. We do a deep dive on interest rates and a forecast of what we're going to to think is going to happen with uh, with my co-host Daniel Halverson and Alex Stewart, and they did a fantastic job with that. And then if you don't get a chance to check out eight, do check out episode nine with Dan Habib, who also brings his forecast into the mix and talks a little bit about the crypto market. Those are two wonderful episodes that uh, I can't tell you how great they are, um, just from the aspect of the feedback we're getting and the amount of traction both those are getting. Get a chance to tune into those, whether it's on YouTube or on any of the major platforms, Apple or Spotify. So, Daniel, my co-host, thanks for joining me today. Daniel Halverson, welcome back for the Lending Update, sponsored by Bank of England Mortgage. Glad to have you here today. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be back. Yeah, so kind of walk us through November's Lending Update. Obviously, you know, I just kind of prefaced, we're going to leave out a little bit about the interest rates because we did such a deep dive. But let's let's go into what we have as far as the meat of this Lending Update. we got a lot of good stuff to unpack here today. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and, um, you know, with these lending updates, a lot of this has kind of been sequential and uh, the, the updates have have built upon one another to kind of reinforce a lot of the, the points uh, about maybe what we're projecting, what we're seeing. So a lot of what we talked about in October was, was the demand side of um, the market in terms of household formations, why we um, thought based on the demand levels uh, in comparison to the supply levels, why we didn't see a, a significant drop in prices coming. And, um, you know, spoiler alert, in the month of October here in our market, um, prices actually went up, not just the average, but the median price as well. Uh, inventory went down as well. So, Daniel, let me ask this. How on earth in a market where we have rising interest rates, some will argue rates higher than they've been in over a decade, and we're going to talk about what happened here on uh, on Thursday, but higher leading up to Thursday than they were in a decade ago, how is it that we have inventory shrinking and we have prices going up? Those two things shouldn't be happening. Well, I think that, in my opinion, one of the important things to recognize here is you know, sellers have already absorbed a lot of the affordability issues when with rates going from uh, three to a little over seven. Uh, so they've already absorbed a lot of that. But we also talked about just a little bit of stability in the interest rate market would help a lot uh, with buyers and um, homes moving. And you're, you've seen that. You know, I think for the first time in a while, mm-hmm. um, interest rates that were quoted, you know, two, three, four weeks ago for buyers were the interest rates that they got when they went under contract. Yes. I also think that we talked a little bit about readjusting expectations. Mm-hmm. You've started to see more realistic um, pricing from sellers, and that's helped a good bit. Uh, and certainly, buyers have been able to negotiate a bit here and there, but I think you're starting to see 
sellers come back to a, a price point where their home is going to sell. And that doesn't necessarily mean price reductions, but it doesn't mean um, that they are going to get more for their home than the last comp that sold, whether that be you know, two, three, four, five, six months ago. So I think a lot of it is just stability in the market. Uh, and that has, uh, in turn, led to a lot of buyers realizing that, that they, they want to get into the game and they mm-hmm. want to buy a home. And a lot of the rapid changes just breeds uncertainty in the market. Um, and, and I think a lot of it can really be attributed to that. So a lot of just almost like settling in at this point, just kind of settling yeah. and getting used to the environment. And those are the exact words. And you know, we we uh, we, we took that from Bloomberg. You know, mm-hmm. that wasn't an, an article that we wrote, but um, but in a lot of ways, that's kind of what's what's happened. We've gotten some stabilization with rates. We've gotten some some realistic sellers with pricing. You're starting to see homes move, and, and inventory went down. Uh, in the month of October, when we look um, month over month in comparison with September. Yeah. So take us away here. Inventory's down. Prices are up. What else can we expect in the month of November? Well, um, yeah, I think with the forecast that we put together in the lending update, talking about buyers on the fence, it really it was it was two outcomes. It was a, a moderate reduction in rates uh, and a moderate increase in price, uh, and then it was a significant reduction in rates and an, a considerable increase in price. And we talked about why that would be uh, in our our interest rate debate as well. We talked about why significant reduction in rates would lead to significantly higher prices, uh, and that's kind of the meat and potatoes here of of the lending update in terms of you know if you have buyers on the fence, uh, the reality is the the thought process of buying a home now, maybe negotiating better terms uh, than you would in the future, and then refinancing that loan mm-hmm. if and when rates do come down. Uh, kind of being a, a really a, a really good point to reinforce with your customers right now. So are we talking to a buyer right now that's going, hey, listen, Daniel, I, I'm, I'm looking to buy. You're doing a pre-approval. I'm calling you. We're going through the things, and you're, I'm going, hey, you know what, Daniel? I think rates are going to go down. And, or am I the buyer that's saying, hey, listen, I think prices are going to come down. What, are we talking to both those buyers right now or just one in particular one? Yeah, and I think then there's some that, that would say that they are expecting both to come down. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think that the majority of buyers – are waiting for prices to come down. Yeah, I would agree with that. And they that. hear all the talk in the in the news about economy slowing and recession, and they just assume, hey, we're going to start to see prices come down considerably. And, and really, over the last few months, you saw a lot of uh, a lot of the homes that were listed at an unrealistic price come down considerably, and that looked like a significant change in pricing. When it, when in actuality, it was more so expectations of sellers returning to what should be reasonable. Back to that seller psyche, the mindset coming back to it's almost like a false narrative, you know, just because you saw that drop on something that was overpriced, give you this uh, assumption that prices are falling or, like you said, coming down. Well, and I think that something that we've seen a lot recently as well is we've seen some buyers get some contingent offers accepted, contingent mm-hmm. on the seller home. And some of those uh, deals have been tough to get put together because those those buyers want to negotiate with the seller based on where the market is right now, but they also want to sell their home based on what the market was in 2021. So you've got people that want top dollar for their home, but then they want to negotiate on the other side with the seller uh, more aggressively. And so some of those, first of all, you didn't even see contingent offers in the last couple of years. <laughs> right now, like, what is that? <laughs> right now, we're seeing we're seeing more contingent offers, but it was kind of based on unrealistic mindset of the buyer uh, that was buying the the new home, which is obviously who mm-hmm. our customers would be interacting with primarily. So, yeah. so I've seen on your social media, you guys do a great job, a, a fantastic job. By the way, if you haven't checked these guys out over on their social media, at Bank of England, Jacksonville, but it, you did this thing called Consider This. 
and I really liked what I saw there, which was to consider this uh, this graph. You know, kind of walk us through a little bit the best you can this graph. I know Charlie's going to put it up in the edit here and show what we're talking about, but walk us through that. Hey, listen, prices go up, rates go down, prices. You know, what is what's the slightly considerably you know options that were on there? I thought that was just a real real straight to the point kind of yeah. Graph. Just to kind of illustrate based on the the our thoughts on the market outlook, the the first. Uh, column in the table was buying a home now based on current prices and current rates. And then um, column two was, hey, prices increase moderately. We used 5%. Uh, and rates change. Um, rates go down slightly. So we used 6.5%. Okay. Uh, just to show what that would mean for the payment in comparison to buying now. Uh, we also showed uh, if rates come down considerably, uh, in our opinion, that would mean price, price appreciation accelerates considerably because uh, interest rates come down, the demand, uh, the buyer's demand in the market will come out more aggressively and prices will in turn uh, go up higher because buyers can afford to pay more. So we showed that scenario as well. And then the last column was we showed, okay, what if you buy now and you refinance? And we illustrated that based on even accounting for the additional costs that somebody might pay when refinancing the loan. Just to illustrate the fact that uh, buying the home now and getting the uh, you know the potential upside of the refinance um, is is going to be the best case scenario over what we anticipate to be prices continue to go up. And while we certainly anticipate interest rates to go down, um, there's obviously no guarantees of that. But that's also timing, and there's also a variable there of of requalifying for a mortgage to refinance if rates do come mm -hmm. down. Um, so it's really just illustrating based on market outlook um, that there's really not a great argument that could be made for waiting outside of you know uncertainty of how long you're going to live somewhere or uncertainty over some other you know variables that would impact your decision to buy a home. Yeah, and you know the the thing I love about this graph is that the amount of traction it got the minute you guys put it on social media. I noticed that it was one of the most shared items I've seen from you guys in quite some time. So it speaks to the demand that's brewing out there. Some maybe some agents are trying to send that to people, and also some of the customers are looking at that as well. Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break, and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com. www.boemortgage.com. Because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. So kind of what are some what are some options that buyers can do right now for paying points that you know are kind of advantageous for them right now in the market? Well, I think that um, in the lending update, we we kind of explained at a high level why a lot of buyers are paying points. Yep. And some of that is, quite frankly, uh, when interest rates go up, a lot of lenders will continue to advertise lower rates because that's how they get people to call or to apply. So they, they, they continue to advertise those lower rates, uh, and then ultimately they 
pass that along to the consumer by way of charging discount points. And this um, is not a bait and switch thing. This is just common. You're trying to get the phone to ring. Correct. Yeah, it's you not. Just it's, advertise the lowest possible rate with the highest discounts, just enough to get the phone to ring. Of course, it's not a. It's not a. Um, you know, unethical thing by any means. It's it's advertising a rate, and there's a cost associated with it. But the interest rate's what makes the phone ring. So, uh, but we also talked about in terms of paying points. You know, a lot of that right now is really just market conditions, and we already went into this in the the episode eight with the rate update. So we won't spend a lot of time on it. But essentially, the interest rates uh, right now in a lot of rate sheets, you can't get an interest rate without paying points, and that's all driven by the lack of appetite for investors to buy mortgage-backed securities because of the overwhelming thought process that interest rates will come down at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, this isn't part of the lending update, but um, this week as we speak, the CPI inflation readings came out uh, lower than expected, and the markets have been waiting for that information for quite some time. And um, Thursday, you saw uh, essentially the largest recorded um, drop in interest rates since they started tracking that information. So the markets um, were... Well, let me back up. It wasn't the drop in interest rates. It was the actual, the the bond market, right? Is that what you're referring to? Correct. So the bond Correct. market for our audience had one of the biggest pro swings it could have had in the history of that bond market for the positive. Correct. And that's really important because that does impact interest rates. Not every lender changes accordingly, but you had to acknowledge that it was a good move for the for the real estate mortgage world we haven't seen before. Sure, of course, yep. And, and, and like I said, I mean that's all on the heels of inflation, right? And um, better than expected inflation data. And part of the the market outlook with what we thought with interest rates was predicated on exactly what happened actually happening, and that was replacing some of these higher readings in October, um, November, December with lower readings mm-hmm. based on where we're at right now. So, and, you know, you know, and I'm not to say that we're, we're now on a downward trajectory for the for- right. foreseeable future with rates, but, you know, December's reading comes out uh, favorable again. Maybe the same happens in January and you could start to see where uh, some of these rate forecasts, not just ours, but some really smart folks like Dan Habib, you could start to see where uh, some of these these thoughts may be coming from. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really glad you took a little bit of a victory lap here because, you know, well-deserved, I, I you know, our rate discussion, that was one of the things you talked about, and you, you absolutely kind of pinpointed the inflationary peak and what it may look like if those readings come in lower and that that extensive amount of um, overlay that's put on the 10-year treasury and that windfall that could happen. So good for you on that. It's great to hear you talk a little bit about that. I know you're, you're, uh, you don't always bring that up, but that was a good call. Yeah. And if you're a visual person, the lending update, we talk very in-depth about why we expect rates to drop. So I, no, no need to repeat that in, sure. in, in detail, but the, the buyer's paying points section was really Primarily to illustrate that as a buyer right now, if you feel like you've got an opportunity to negotiate, the big win for you would be to try to negotiate the opportunity to get the seller to pay discount points to buy the interest rate down. And I think there's still a lot of mindset right now amongst buyers. If they have an opportunity to negotiate, everybody goes back to price. If I negotiate the price down, you know that's a win for me. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that most buyers don't shop based on home price. They shop based on what their monthly mortgage payment's going to be. So the takeaway is really, as a good originator right now, are you educating buyers, hey, listen, if the home is listed for 400 and you think you can get it for 390 instead of thinking about how much lower you can get the price, let's consider how much of a concession that you can get that can be applied towards lowering the interest rate. Mm-hmm. And, and really, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Mortgage lenders out there right now are advertising, hey, buy now, refinance later. Um, yeah. And 
which is great for the mortgage lender. And it's also great for the consumer if rates come down. But what right. if you could negotiate the lower interest rate now from the seller to the point where you don't have to refinance and incur those costs? So Absolutely. our goal is, if a refinance makes sense, obviously, we're going we're gonna to help that customer to take advantage. Mm-hmm. But our goal is, if we can avoid the need for two transactions and we can get it right the first time, then we're going to educate you on how we can do that. To me, that sounds like the difference between an advisor and an originator. We talk a little bit about this all the time, though, but I love I love how you guys focus on advising versus just trying to originate the transaction. And I, I think the lending update's a great example of that. Well, and good good people deserve good advice. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how, how we've always viewed it. And um, that's how we want to operate, how we educate our consumers, customers yeah. rather. And this is such a marginal business that really there's just not that much difference between lender A, B, C, D. It keeps going on. There's really not. It really does come down to the person that you're working with. And, you know, it doesn't matter what lender you work with. Let's get that straight right now. But are you working with someone that's truly advising you and looking out for your best interest? Or are you working with someone that just wants to get the transaction done? And when I hear buy now, refinance later, I'm hearing someone that's trying to create additional book of business down the road versus maybe giving you the options to avoid those additional costs down the road. And it's not one of my favorite things I hear out there. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, like I mentioned, the goal is how do we help the buyer obtain as much benefit as possible? Mm -hmm. And uh, in 2020 and 21, that wasn't really a concern from a rate standpoint. It was more of a concern of how can we help this customer at all costs get their offer accepted Mm -hmm. in a challenging market? And now it's maybe we can negotiate. Maybe the payments aren't you know, quite where you want them to be based on our interest rates. So how can we help you to negotiate with the sellers to increase the affordability and make you feel more comfortable uh, so that you're not in a position where you're uh, hoping and praying that rates come down to to comfortably afford the home. Yeah, you know, this is something that we're going to do every now and then, but I'm going to bring it up. We had a question come in live here on something that we were looking at from a real estate agent. Say, hey, listen, oftentimes... I can't get the buyer's agent to understand what I'm saying. How do I advertise this in the MLS? How do I advertise these things you're discussing right now to where I can attract more buyers? How can I create a larger pool of buyers with this information? You know, it also came over on our social feeds as well over the weekend. You know, how, how do we, what kind of advice do we offer to a listing agent that's trying to put this information out there? What's the best way for them to do that? Well, and, and ultimately they need to run any of this by uh, their broker. But Correct. Uh, in my Given. experience, you could advertise in the private remarks that um, if the buyer were to uh, use a particular lender, that they would provide an incentive towards uh, closing cost or points or a temporary 2-1 rate buy down. So there's there are ways you could advertise that in the private remarks so that the agent is aware uh, of an incentive and, and they can call that lender for more yeah. information. Maybe even have the lender illustrate through their own programs where they can actually show, you know, with the proper assumptions in there, this is what the rate would be with this score, with this LTV, blah, 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 rate here, payment here, two, one, buy down, rate here, payment here. Like actually have them illustrate it for you in the MLS because there's a financing tab that'll do that for you. And that's, that's a great point as well. If, you, if you're on the listing side and, and we've actually fielded some calls recently from listing agents and even talk to a few sellers, which I can say in, in 12 years, I've never had a, a conversation with a seller about how to market their home, but, but we have had some agents that have uh, deferred to us to speak with their clients about some of these options with paying points and, and two one buy downs. And uh, you certainly can provide information and illustrations uh, so that um, when a buyer comes to a property, there's an education point for the buyer and the buyer's agent of, hey, here's how we can help uh, maximize affordability and reduce your buyer's payment as much as possible uh, without 
any significant reductions in the price. Yeah, no, that's a great thing. You know, Daniel, I, I can't thank you enough for being on here and kind of going through all this stuff with us here. Uh, for our audience, you know, if you're working with a lender that's doing these things, you know, it's fantastic. They should be doing these things. But if you're looking for a lender that can offer some, you know, advisory ship and then also do some of the products that we're describing more or less, illustrate them for you in the MLS. Daniel, what's the best way for them to get in touch with uh, the team over at Bank of England? They can reach our uh, uh, us on our website at, at boejax.com or they can give us a call at 904-992-1000. Yeah, we'd love to see you guys uh, kind of benefit from what you're doing here on the show. Thanks for coming out and doing this. Also, guys, if you like what you're hearing, continue. Please to follow us on our YouTube channel by going to our website at whatisyouronemore.com. Click on that subscribe button. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. More audience participation and feedback like we had today is fantastic. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and also um, at What's Your One More on all of our social handles. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And Dan, thanks again for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Got one more shot. I'm going to make it. One more chance, I'm gonna take it. I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it. I got one life to live, so I put all into it, yeah.